This week on Great American Myths, we're exploring the myth of the midget cannibals of the South. My journey takes me to rural Florida, where I've learned there have been the most encounters with these beings, going back the longest. The first encounter on record was with the Calusa tribe residing in what is now known as Charlotte County, Florida, in 1645, when a small group of men went hunting. One man returned from this hunt, detailing the horrors of the little people attacking them, taking them, and eating them. The single native was able to escape, however, starting the legend of the cannibalistic little people in the forest and swamps. My second day here started with a boating charter into the swamp. I found a man willing to take me into the parts rarely traveled by man. The swamp was a very complex place, hard to navigate, riddled with deadly animals, and easy to lose your bearings of what's around you. After hours of traversing this intricate ecosystem, we had to leave as it was getting dark. We found almost nothing except an old campground on one of the high spots, where there was remains of a fire and areas where we suspected there to be small huts, though it was very hard to tell. This place could very well be an abandoned campground for these little people, or, more likely, it was a place where people have made for a night stayed in the swamp. After this first day, I am very skeptical whether or not these small beings exist or not. On the third day of my week-long visit, I met and interviewed a man who lives in the swamp. His house is very interesting, utilizing long beams to keep out of the swamp's muddy water. He has no driveway to leave, only a dock with an airboat and the one we came in on. We met him on his porch, recording our conversation. So, you live in the swamp. Is this scary at all, considering there could be these little people who'd love to eat you at any given moment? Oh, I'm not worried. I don't believe in them bad eaters like a lot of people do. Why is that? Never seen any of them. Never any of them came near me or given me something to believe, I guess. So, what or who do you think is responsible for the creation of this myth of small cannibals? I think it's just gators eating people what made folks believe there was something else out there. That's a compelling argument, given there's not a lot of proof out there. Thanks for your time, sir. No problem, sir. It was a pleasure. On the fourth night of my stay, the people of the Calusa tribe are having their annual festivity based around these little people and have invited me after hearing my exploration of this myth. The festivity was amazing. They had many different Calusan foods and drinks, all of which were very good. I ate with the members of the tribe, and they led me to a big circle where they told me they would do dances as well as pray to keep them safe from the little people. For around two hours, I learned all of their special dances made just for this occasion, and I prayed with the tribe as well. When the festival was all done, they gave me their blessing and declared me safe from being eaten, making me more confident in my journey, whether the myth is real or not. My fifth day in Florida led me to a family who has recently lost a member. I met with the Baker family, who works as guides in the swamp for tourists. A year ago, there was something very horrifying that happened. So, I've come to hear you've recently lost a family member. Is that true? Yes. Last year, my husband went missing in the swamp while guiding a couple. I'm sorry for your loss. Can you tell me what happened? Yes, when hours had passed since the tour should have been finished, I knew something was wrong. So we took one of our airboats into the swamp, and after a while of looking, we found the boat he was using. Empty. How do you know it was one of these little people as opposed to an alligator or another predator? <laughs> well, that's what we thought, until we saw small footprints from the mud on our boats. Footprints looking like yours and mine. It had to be the little people. 
Wow, that's a very compelling evidence. Thank you for all your time, and I'm so sorry for you and your family's loss. It was a pleasure, sir. My final two days of exploring this myth were spent with two historians from this area. They were going to help me really decide if this myth is real or not. I met with Dave and Carl at a local museum where there was some compelling proof for these beings. They took me to a case where there was a small skeleton. It was very human-like, almost complete, but missing a few bones here and there. I brought up the argument that it could just be a child's skeleton, but they told me it was dated to be about 45 years old at the time of its death. This could be the proof I need to determine whether the myth is true or not. The last day of my stay in Florida, Dave and Carl took me to the swamp yet again to look for evidence. They told me that this time they had set trail cameras up around to try and capture one on film. After hours of looking through t trail camera footage to no evidence, we reached the last of the cameras. At 3.43 in the night, about a week before we saw the footage, you can see a being in the far distance, a humanoid-looking creature, but it's hard to tell as it was very blurred. We assumed it to be around three and a half feet tall. My journey had come to an end. It was a very interesting experience, from talking to the townsfolk to the festival and capturing what I believe is one of these little people. I have seen many myths, disproven and proven many, and I have to say I now firmly believe in the myth of the little people of the swamp. There is overwhelming evidence, from the skeleton to the one we saw on the trail camera. These little people are not a thing of fiction.